as promised, ladies and gentlemen, we were going to be back to talk about fights this weekend, as I promised on the last episode. Obviously, I said we were going to talk about them in the last episode, but we ended up not getting to them. Massive apologies. I like to talk everything fights. So we're going to dedicate this episode to UFC Vegas 7 tomorrow live on ESPN and ESPN Plus. Former champion Frankie Edgar makes his 135-pound debut against the surging Pedro Munoz. Well, not surging, like not on a crazy win streak, but, you know, it's obviously a hot prospect, hot top contender in that division, and he's ranked and a very tough guy, you know, a guy with a, a good chin on him, you know, can hit real hard too and stuff like that, but, you know, um, interesting fight card. We're going to talk about that and more and more recent fight announcements, you know, crazy things going down at light heavyweight, going down, you hear me say going down, like, going down, it's going down, like the change of the accent or the voice. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of crazy things are going down at 205 pounds and and at heavyweight, as we talked about yesterday. So we're going to get into that and a little bit more. Today's show is not going to nearly be as long, obviously, because it's a pre-show and we're not actually going to count it like as a, as a episode 285, for example. That's the next episode. We'll do that one um, probably on Monday or so or Tuesday. Um, it depending on if we get the time or Sunday, if we can, after the fights. Usually we do shows before, pre-shows before and then after the fights. But, you know, I've gotten unlucky sometimes. There's been a couple episodes, not going to lie, that I've done that, um, that I, well, well, I've done them on Saturday, which is fight night for most times. And I just, you know, by the time I release them and everything, that you know, the fight's already happening. So you don't want to hear what I have to say before the fights while like the day of unless the fights are just completely later on in the day but you know the, the objective is to get the show out before um before the fight so that's exactly what we planned on doing today so um bear with me as always guys we are available everywhere you get your podcast kicking it with the king all things kicking it with the king everything we do all of our media all of our podcasts all of our pre-shows all of our post shows every single thing we do here and we record and we release is all available on the same channel anchor.fm forward slash kwtk pod to stream all of our latest content as well as following us on social media we actually recently posted on our social media accounts for um kicking with the king the other day so kwtk pod on instagram as well as twitter uh, g the king official on instagram for me gt king mma we know GT King official, excuse me, on Twitter. You get so many names confused when it's all fucking different and stuff like that. But um, anyways, like I say, yeah, we're available everywhere. You get your podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, and all of the above, ladies and gentlemen. So, like I said, let's get right into it. Let's, let's start right off with the main event and Pedro Munoz versus Frankie Edgar. I mean, the big story here, and for this fight card, for a lot of people, a lot of hardcore fans that have watched Frank Yeager fight and compete for nearly a decade or more, um, is how he's going to do at 135 pounds. I mean, if you look at his frame, if you look at his build, his size, he's always been a smaller guy at 155. I mean, he's fighting at 155. I mean, former 155-pound champion. So, I mean, it's been crazy that he was, I mean, during his tenure in the UFC, he was able to fight two weight classes above and, you know, become a world champion, fight the bigger guys and beat a lot of the bigger guys. I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy that he has been able to, you know, 
fight bigger guys and, and beat bigger guys. I mean, he doesn't really, hasn't really even cut too much weight or anything like that. Or, I mean, not really, I don't even think he's really cut weight. I mean, he didn't cut weight to make 155. He probably weighed 157 or something like that. Uh, maybe some, 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 maybe like three pounds off or something. But, you know, throughout my eyes and, and you know, the whole time that I've seen Frankie Edgar fight and, you know, just paying attention to everything that goes on and, you know, just what his coach has said, and you know, just what he said and stuff. He he's openly said that he hasn't really he doesn't really cut weight, and I mean, then he made his one forty five pound drop, and then now making his one thirty five pound drop. So this will be another weight class drop. I mean, Frankie has been fighting at one forty five for quite some time, so this has only really been the first drop in a very long time. So I mean, and then the narrative is that a lot of people hadn't, you know, put this put this on Frankie that you know that. He should have potentially have been fighting at 135 pounds to begin with, and you know he could have been a world champion to begin with at at 135 pounds. I mean, the master of movement, constant footwork, constant, constantly in your face. You know he has this reputation for having you know a really good gas tank. And, you know he's able to go the distance on multiple occasions. He's went the distance in multiple championship level fights. He's he's went you know he's gone in the deeper waters of a lot of fights. And, and been hurt a lot in those fights and stuff and come back to win. He remembers famously the Gray Maynard fights along with, uh, you know, the Benson Henderson fights when he got up kicked and, you know, just Josie Aldo fights, you know. You know, he, he obviously has, you know, lost a couple of those, you know, the Josie Aldo fights and the Benson Henderson fights, unfortunately. But, um, you know, Frankie's been fighting for a long time, you know. He's obviously, like you said, he's coming off of the, you know, the, the Korean zombie fight. You know, that was kind of a, that was, I think that was a short, yeah, that was just short notice fight for Frankie, but I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from Korean Zombie, but that was a short-notice fight. But, you know, arguably people, I mean, looking at some of the 145ers, you know, a lot of those guys are twice as big. I mean, look at the size of Holloway compared to Frankie. You look at the size of a guy like Brian Ortega compared to Frankie. I mean, Korean Zombie's a big-ass dude for 145 as well. I know it's not easy for him to cut the weight to get down to that kind of weight class, but I think, you know, like, dude, if you look at these guys, a lot of these guys are a lot bigger Frankie, they have to cut to make 145. I don't think Frankie really needs to even lose that much weight or really do too much to make 145, in my opinion. So, you know, arguably, if you really want to think about it like that, you could you could essentially say that he's been fighting two weight classes above and been highly successful, highly successful at 145, highly successful at 155, and you know, you know, looks to be highly successful down two weight classes below at 135 pounds. 135 pounds and um, make a name, make a staple for himself down a couple weight classes lower. And what better guy to do it? What better guy to welcome him in to that kind of division other than Pedro Munoz, guy who you know, has some big wins, big wins over you know Cody Garbrandt. That's one of the, one of the bigger wins of his career. Former world champion um, Cody Garbrandt actually, and um, he's fought guys like Aljamain Sterling, Rafael Sunsell. Who else the Patriot fought? You know, he's a former champion in another organization. Let's check out his Wikipedia. Let me look. I know he's he's fought a lot of good guys though, man. He's a re he's real good. He's real very good striker, very quick. You know, very good movement. You know, good chin. Obviously, I mean, you can hit him with the kitchen sink. You know, ask Cody Garbrandt. So he's coming off of a loss to Aljamain Sterling back in June. Damn, June. That's how long ago that fight was. It feels like it, it. It it feels like it wasn't that long ago. But looking at it now, damn, that, that was that long ago. That's one. That was one month before my birthday last year. That's crazy, man. 
it's been a while. Well, you got to think about all the shit that's going on with the pandemic and all that. Still, goddamn, that's a long time ago. But before that, um, he beat Cody Garbrandt, and that's when he kind of that was the last fight of his three-fight winning streak that he won. The last time he won was against Cody, and you know before that he beat Ryan Caraway, and before that he beat Brett Johns. Damn, Pedro Munoz is really hasn't really fought too much as a like like you know fought three times in 2018, two times in 2019 as he has to fight in 2020, and he's gonna be fighting um, against Frankie Edgar. So maybe 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 just maybe. This would favor Frankie a lot more. I mean, obviously, like I said, it's a fight, and you can't judge it off of the time that you've been out or anything like that. But you know, I would say that Frankie has been a little bit more of the the busier guy throughout the years, and you know, obviously, more has been noted that he he has been. He's thirty eight years old. Jeez, he's been doing this shit for a long time. Um, so yeah, I mean he's coming off the loss to Chan Sung Jung in the first round, and then the Max Holloway fight. You know, Frankie. I mean, I hasn't necessarily been the most active as well, but I mean, this is a perfect fight for both men. Both men haven't necessarily been the crazy, craziest active years. They haven't had the craziest fight years. I mean, like or like the craziest fights in the last few years. We look at is uh, 2019. He's fought Max Holloway and Chan Sung Jung both. Frankie and Pedro both fought, I think, twice in 2019. So both men are looking to get their feet wet in 2020, mid-2020, if you will. And um, Frankie's last win was against Cub Swanson back in 2018. I remember watching that fight in uh, the, the locker room. Or not the locker room, the, um, the break room at when I used to work for Target. And I watched that fight. It was very fucking boring, if you ask me. You know, that was after, that was after uh, Frankie lost to... Brian Ortega, so, you know, it was his first, the first time we ever seen Frankie get KO'd, I mean, we, if you look at his career, you look at everything that Frankie's been through, and all the tough fights, and times that he's gotten cracked, and he's gotten in trouble, he's been in, in battles in some fights, there's been more times that we've seen him come back, and, you know, this guy, you know, this, this guy has the, you know, this says a definition of a warrior, you know, you can't, get Frankie Edgar out there, you're going to have to throw everything at him to get him out, I mean, look at the way Brian Ortega was able to take him out, I mean, he was the first guy to do it, I mean, I don't know if that's a, you know, if that was just a luck of the, of the charm, and, you know, these guys are a lot bigger, and they're a lot bigger than they are back when, back nowadays in, in the sport, if that makes sense, because if you look at 205 now, back in, back, like, 205, 155, 170, look at all these high stakes weight classes, 135, I mean, these these weight classes weren't nearly as stacked and all in one spot all in one organization you know under the wings of the UFC like like you know th th this has been the craziest time of the of the of in the fight whole, the whole entire fight ver fight verse fight world whatever you want to call it I mean you know all, look at all the top tier contenders in the UFC look at the top contenders I mean obviously like you know lightweight welterweight light heavyweight look at all the great phenomenal fighters we have underneath the roof of the UFC so I mean Frankie no disrespect Frankie's always been good but maybe the competition that he's fighting he was just that much better than at the time and you know he, he, you know how Frankie was the world champion for so long, you know, to really lose too many fights, or he lost some fights to Benson Henderson, and, you know, to, you know f total of four fights to two of the same people, Benson Henderson, Josie Aldo, that's four of his losses right there, I mean, 
Frankie's not, you know, he, he's one of those guys, like, in my opinion, still to this day, you know, say, you know, he's kind of a little bit past the Cormier spot, if you will. Like, he's not the second best in the world. He's one of the best, you know, featherweights, and, you know, regarded as one of the best lightweights in the world. But, you know, you know him losing to guys like Brian Ortega and Chance and Jung, no disrespect to those guys. Those guys are actually penciled in to fight each other um, pretty soon, too. So, um, there's no shame in losing to two top contenders. You basically lost to two people that could be potentially fighting for the world title pretty damn soon. So there's no shame in that. So he has a great career. He's looked good, and you know I'm expecting him to look good against Pedro too. I mean, both guys have great boxing. Go, both guys have great uh, power, and you know I, I say Pedro has power too, but you know, um, you know when it comes to power, I'd say you know the reason why. You can't take a fight against a guy like Korean Zombie on short notice because you got to look at the power. Power Korean Zombie he probably has some of the most power in in that division, and you know all respects everybody has power. There's one of the top top three guys in there probably that has a lot of power. A lot of these guys at 145 have power. I didn't mean to say that or single anybody out or make it seem like nobody else had power or anything, but um, yeah. So he's he's known for his power. He's, Korean Zombie's known for his wild uh. His wild freaking, you know, scrambles and wild freaking style of fighting. And, you know, he has, like, fight of the night, fight of the year written all over him. I mean, look at the fights of Poirier. Look at the fight with the freaking, yeah, Yair Rodriguez. I mean, knocked out Mark Hominick in a matter of seconds. I mean, beat Frankie Edgar in impressive fashion. I mean, Chance on Jung, for sure, is it's no slouch. So there's no shame in losing to him. So going back to Pedro Munoz for... Pedro Munoz to take on Frankie Edgar. I think it's relatively a lot more of a a safer fight for Frankie than it would be to fight like a guy like a, you know obviously like he's already had experience with Brian Ortega, Korean Zombie. But you know it, there's really I can't think of anybody solidly at 135 that would be a good fight for Frankie. But you know Pedro Munoz, you know um, it's a ranked guy. So for Frankie, that's that's a positive for him if he can get the job done over him, I think he has five rounds or less to do it, you know, I, I do feel that this fight will be, you know, will go to a decision, in my opinion, we'll make some picks a little bit later in the show, um, and we'll put that too, but, um, you know, like I said, I, I feel comfortable with this one, I haven't really, you know, these are my open, my, my honest thoughts right now, I really haven't talked too much openly about this fight, I really thought too much openly, so these are like some raw thoughts that, that have come out as right now, so we're going to sit here and talk about this, and we get to preview it, and we get to, you know, break it down, you know, both guys, you know, you see the way in the, the video, I mean, both guys are relatively, like, pretty much a similar size, that also hints and makes me go back to what I should have said, you know, what I said earlier about whole Frankie, you know, being at 135 pounds, I keep saying 135 pounds, I'm too lazy, and, um, he should have been at 135 pounds to begin with, but you know, time will tell. We'll get to see what happens this weekend, this Saturday, um, tomorrow, AK. Okay. But um, you know, another thing to bring up with the whole weight class thing, like I said in the beginning, you know, people moving up, people moving down in certain parts and certain times of their career. Is it too late? Is it too soon? There's a lot of questions going into it now, for sure. I mean, he's he's obviously cutting weight for the first time and. He's a lot older, so I mean, now you look at it. He's thirty-eight years old, cutting weight. You know, cutting weight for the first real time. I mean, I'm sure he's cut weight throughout the years, but you know, first time where he's not, he's not walking around one hundred thirty-five pounds. He, you know, he's in a position where he has to cut weight. And you look at the age of him now, but you know, father time does catch up. But then there again, there's some guys that, you know, make the right moves a little bit later in their careers, and 
no, they still remain a staple. I mean, a guy like Jeremy Stevens is a perfect example. I mean, look at the fights. Look at the amount of fights he's had. He, he, he you know, he took a long, long time. You know, he was just kind of like a 50-50 kind of guy. No disrespect. You know, you got to look at the crazy talent that he fought. fought nothing but the best guys that, that were offered to him. And, um, you know, he did really beat a lot of them in impressive fashion. You know, he came up short a couple times. But, um, you know, sometimes people get better with age. And, you know, I mean, look at GSP. <laughs> GSP's, ooh, I had a sneeze. I mean, GSP is um, he's a lot older now. I mean, he came back after like four plus years and looked incredible against Bisping. Looked impressive, you know. He looked like he he, he looked like he had evolved himself to to match the same generation. You think about four years off, not seeing a fighter and having so much shit happen in four years. You know how much stuff happens in four years when you got multiple fight nights happening per all throughout the entire year. You know how many fight nights are per year? So many fucking fight nights. So it's gonna be like it, it, it's it's gonna be such a different landscape if you go four years from now. So let's back let's go back before we digress too much. Um so like I said, father time is undefeated. I'm not saying nor nor implement implying that that's what's on Frank Edgar's side, but you know I think that, you know, this is the best move for him. I mean, if you look at look at Jose Aldo, he dropped down on 135 pounds. He looked better than ever. Obviously, you know, it, it's on the fighter to perform and stuff, and you can say what you want about Jose Aldo, but I'm saying performance-wise, his first fight down at 135 against Marlon Marias. You guys remember that fight? He looked, he looked great. He looked fine. He looked perfect. He's, you know, he's not the same guy because he stopped throwing the leg kicks. He stopped being little bit more explosive, you know, he didn't really use too much more grappling, or more so kind of just staying on his feet, throwing punches, kind of having a little, like, you know, a kickboxing fight. Now, he did throw a couple of kicks in the last fight against Peter Yan, but, you know, and overall, you know, it feels like Jose Aldo's performances and his style kind of has declined a little bit, and, you know, throughout the years, but, you know, he still remains at 135, he's fought for the title, 135 coming off of a loss, in a lot of people's eyes, it was a win, but, you know, re reality on the career, it says an L, so it's a loss, and, um, you know, like I said, Frankie can equally look good at 135, and, you know, for me, Josie Aldo was way bigger, more, a lot bigger for, than, uh, and had a lot of problems cutting to 145 at one point in time in his career and stuff, and you guys remember that, it was well documented and stuff like that, but, um, Frankie's never had any problems cutting weight, so if you want to compare the, you know, obviously the weight cuts are what what are super important, how how you're doing your weight cut, you know, medically and how you're eating right, how you're dieting right, making sure you're not cutting too much weight or doing too many things wrong or you know doing this wrong or A and B wrong or you know switching it up, you know he he, he seems to be doing everything right, you know every in my eyes I think everything he's been doing has been um you know obviously like you know calculated, you know he made it. Perfectly, one thirty-five point five on the dot. You know that's that, that's a good sign, and you know because he hasn't had a lot of problems. I feel like later on in his career, and you know since he hasn't had a lot of problems cutting weight and stuff, it the, this transition to one thirty-five since he's been kind of talking up. He he was on the on the brink to be at one thirty-five when he fought Chance on Jung, and you know he got offered that fight and he took the fight at one forty-five and he's supposed to be at one thirty-five. So it's a little bit late, late. Uh, he was going to be at, we were supposed to see him at 135, 135 pounds 
earlier, but now we're getting it, and um, it's gonna be a good fight. Man. I think I think it's a really good fight, man. It's just you know you can't you can't get slucked into a slugfest that Pedro Munoz is you know counter uh, you know you know custom for. You're not saying that's all he does. He's very calculated on his feet. You know he's good timing. He reads opponents very well. I mean he 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 definitely read Cody Garbrandt pretty well. No shame or disrespect to Cody Garbrandt, but he kept throwing the same combination. And Pedro timed it, and he slept him. And you know, Pedro can sleep people. Man. He, the way he took out Brian Caraway, I mean, Pedro's a—he's he, a gamer, so it's gonna be interesting, man. Definitely a winnable fight for both men. And yeah, what better way to, you know, uh, win? Take a W in 2020 with the win over Frankie Edgar. Same can be said for Frankie Edgar. You know, he he can make that. Drop down, obviously, like as he has to one thirty five, and you know, say he looks better, and has an amazing performance over Pedro Munoz. That can spell a lot of good promises for him when it comes to title shots. That can add him to the list. That, that, that can add him to the list of contenders, and that's kind of like a crazy thing to say because you're like, you know, some people you never find yourself talking about people in championship level fights at this stage and age. I mean, if you look at how long Frankie's been fighting to to say that he's on the brink of potentially fighting for a world title in the near future, somehow, some way, maybe so, if successful, you know, don't jump the gun too much, Gabe. I know I got to relax a little bit, but that kind of a nice thing to be able to say you're on the brink of fighting for. You know, fighting top contenders. He's still fighting top contenders and fought no slouches. He hasn't lost any slouches and stuff. So when that starts happening and your favorite fighters or your fighters that were world championship level fighters and championship tier level fights, when they start losing to no names and stuff like that, I'll be completely honest and I'll tell it how it is. And, you know, I'm obviously not going to sit here and tell a fighter to retire, but, you know, just the writing's on the wall. And I'm going to be completely honest when it comes to talking about how these fights go down. So but let's take a... Um, Let's take a look at the, the fight card. I know a couple fights um, got dropped off of that. Um, and then after that, we're going to talk about um, some upcoming fights and some um, recent fight announcements and, and 205 and stuff, the 205 division. Oh, some really good fights coming up. Ooh. All right. So, I mean, I can't find it. So, we're at, never mind. Let's just skip. I mean, we're... I'm really only going to probably watch the Pedro Munoz Frankie Edgar fight anyway. So, um, anyways, so we got some uh, heat down at 205 pounds. I mean, if you look at the recent, um, John Jones recently um, vacating his belt at light heavyweight. Now we've got some marquee ma matchups. A matchup I completely forgot about that was happening yesterday that I just got, you know, aware of was Glover Teixeira taking on the returning. Tiago Santos, we got uh, Anthony Smith taking on Alexander Rakich, Rakich August 29th um, Magomed Ankalaev against Ion Kunte Lava, the rematch the long awaited fight a lot of people want to see, uh, Robbie Lawler versus Neil Magny, wow that's a good fight, that's a real good fight um, and like I said today we got Frankie Edgar versus uh, Pedro Munoz in the co-main event, also we got a um, a pair of light heavyweights, one light heavyweight contender, Olven St. Preux returns to fight against Alonzo Menafield. Menafield, Alonzo Menafield. Sounds like a like a like a, a football player. This dude is fucking ripped. Dude, look at that fucking. Looks like he's on steroids. You do steroids, Alonzo Menafield. 
don't do you do it. Alright, alright. Yeah, so he's coming off of his first loss. Real muscular guy, that's like I say, like a lot all that muscle, man. When you when you get in a gut that can grapple really well and and push you into the later rounds and stuff like that, that muscle can really if you don't know how to use that muscle you know, look at a guy like Tyron Woodley. He's able to go the distance, bro, but you know, he gets tired physically. I mean, you look at a guy like Hector Lombard. All these guys with all this thick muscle and stuff. You know, when you get pushed and stuff in the brink and you got you get put in a position like that, um, you know, p p position where you have to constantly keep fighting off takedowns. Ovin St. Cruz is a fantastic wrestler. His grappling's phenomenal. His ground game is absolutely slick. And, you know, if he gets to the ground, he's going to get into a position where he can submit Alonzo. Alonzo's big power, though, super fucking powerful. I mean, that win over Paul Craig, dude, that was fucking crazy. Paul Craig's fighting Shogun Rua, too, so that's a good fight. Um, you know, rematch, too, the first time they fought was a draw. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, like I said, it's interesting to see, um, you know, obviously, like I said, Alonzo is very, very powerful, you know, super strong, trains a real good gym, Fortis MMA, very good gym, um, but, you know, it's interesting because Ovis St. Pru, obviously, he's been there. He's fought for a title before. He's been in a lot of main event fights. And, um, you know, obviously, like I said, his last fight was at heavyweight. Surprisingly, didn't even expect him to fight at heavyweight. But let's take a look at Ovis St. Pru's career. Let's, I mean, he's fought. He's beaten guys like Shogun. Not Shogun out cold. I mean, OSP. There's a lot of heat going down at 205 pounds, I mean, especially with Dominic Reyes taking on Jan Blahovic, man. That, that that literally, like, will spell who is the the next champion at 205 pounds. Like, everybody else has been saying it's going to be crazy because we haven't seen anybody who's been the champion at 205 pounds that hasn't been named John Jones and that hasn't been named Dominic, or Do Daniel Cormier, excuse me. So, Ovin St. Pru's last fight. Uh, ooh, came came off a split decision loss to Ben Rothwell, heavyweight debut. Before that, he came off of a win over Michael Oliasolok, submission by Von Fluchok, back in 2019. His first fight at heavyweight was May 19, May 13, excuse me, 2020. So that's earlier this year. So um, before that, you know, he's not really, you know, his last few fights. I mean, he's that. You know, look at it. Julio Latifi, he lost. Pedro, Cyrus Pedro, he beat him. That was, and then Dominic, lost to Dominic Reyes. And then lost to Nikita Krylov. So, I mean, like I said, he hasn't been really winning too much as of late, too. But, you know, for, for, uh, for a man of field, that would be a big step up in competition regardless of, uh, Regardless of if he's fought and if he hasn't fought or who he's fought and stuff, that will be an interesting fight. Um, interesting to see what happens, but you know, it, it's not like the most exciting fights of all time. Like, I'm not like, oh my god, wow, but you know, it's stylistically, it's an interesting fight. And Ovin St. Pru has many ways to win. He can knock you out, he can submit you, he can take you down, obviously, ground and pound knock you out going backwards. I mean, look at the way 
took out Shogun. I mean, that's that that's that shows it in its own right. I mean, he's an absolute athlete, man. He's, he he looks good. He looks good. You know, when he fights. When he's on, he's on. When he's you know, obviously, like I said, I've said this a lot over him, that you know sometimes you just don't know which Ovid Saint Prue you're gonna get. And it's just a matter of, you know, just, you know, catching him at the right time. So, is this going to be the right time? It's going to be interesting to see. I think if he's very mobile on his feet, he has great footwork. You know, he's kind of like that that awkward movement and stuff and really light on his feet. You know, throws a lot of really good kicks, a lot of good head kicks. You know, very fast hands, very explosive and stuff. And, you know, he could knock some people out. I mean, look at the way he beat the fuck out of Shogun. He, he beat the hell out of Shogun, you know. I mean, Shogun's gotten fucked up by some of these top guys. I mean, the Anthony Smith, Anthony Smith lost Shogun had the Open St. Prue one. Dude, OSP's a fucking gamer, dude. That's for sure. So, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be going for OSP to get this one done. By, I'm picking up a unanimous decision. How about that? And since we're doing this, let's jump on over to Verdict MMA. You can follow me on Verdict MMA at G, the King MMA. G, the King MMA on Verdict MMA, motherfuckers. All right, Smith versus Rackage. Let's 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 uh let's start from top to bottom, since it's the first one first one up on the list. This is important stuff. We're literally breaking. We're literally like we're literally literally sitting here and and making bets and making picks right. Now. We're picking we're making our picks right now, but this is like a time where you need to be sincere and really be truthful to yourself. Do I honestly believe these guys are gonna win? All right, Magomed Ankalaev. He was winning early on in that fight. He caught Mayo Kutilaba. The um, the the stoppage was kind of early. I gotta believe, but I'm gonna go with Magomed and Kalayev too. 350 experience points put on there. Potential payout 1647. I'm down for that. I think he's gonna do it. It'll probably take a little bit longer to do this time. If you look at the first fight against Ankalaev and Ankute Laba, they both just start throwing down and it's an absolute fucking fight slugfest. Start to finish, man. It was just like these guys were made to fight each other. We got to see that fight. Ryan Hall versus Ricardo Lamas. That fight is no longer happening, so we will not do it. There's really no point. Alexa Grosso versus Jean Young Kim. I think Jean. I thought, I'm gonna go with Grosso. Beat her by unanimous decision. 200 experience points. Potential payout. 546. That's all right. Um, Robbie Lawler versus Neil Magny. Oh man, I'm, I'm gonna pick Robbie Lawler. If Neil Magny beats Robbie Lawler, dude, there's a problem. <laughs> no disrespect. I'm betting on Robbie Lawler full-handedly to beat Neil Magny by unanimous decision. 1,485 points for me if I'm successful. And don't cheat. Is it cheating if you have verdict MMA and topology? Because you can, like, topology, if you guys know what topology, the, the other major MMA betting site, that's the, um... That's the like the top one that I started back in twenty twelve. I still have my same account, but is I don't know is it is it cheating, if you um, is it cheating if you bet someone else and you do you like say you're you're betting on Robbie Lawler and you pick Neil Magny on the other side, but you're you're betting Robbie Lawler on this side. What if you, you that's kind of not right though. I think you should be solidly picking one person. If you're picking one person, you're sticking with that pick. So, um, let me see. What were, we, what were we gonna look up? What were you doing? Oh yeah, I literally lost like my train of thought. Oh yeah, good fight pick. So Robbie Lawler by decision. Anthony Smith versus Alexander Rakic. Rakic. I'm gonna pick Anthony Smith. I think he comes back on this one. I think he takes him down and submits him. Second round submission for Anthony Smith. 
Alright. I mean, I don't fucking know. I don't really know too much about Rakish. I mean, I know he has that win over Cammy Manuel. He looked fantastic, but, you know, Smith has fought a lot better guys and, and looked a lot good, a lot better recently as of late. But, you know, obviously not the last fight against Glover and stuff like that. But, you know, you can give him a pass for that. But overall, Smith's really a good gamer and he's a real smart guy. And he obviously knows what he done, did wrong and, and shit like that. So, um, Munoz for a second. All right, Daniel Rodriguez versus Dwight Grant. Oh my god, I don't even know who the fuck some of these people are. Mike Rodriguez versus Marcin Procchiro. Procchiro. That's the part I don't want to do, man. It's like sometimes I don't even want to freaking like pick. Because like why did I waste experience points on people I don't even fucking know? I'm pick Open St. Peru by first round submission. Betting very hard on Open St. Peru. 2,770 points. That I will potentially win betting first round submission for Open St. Peru. Pedro Munoz versus Strank Yeager. Ooh, I'm gonna have to, Oh, it's even, even, even. I, I'm gonna pick Frank I'm gonna pick Pedro Munoz. I'm gonna go with Pedro Munoz by unanimous decision. Maria Agopova. How do you pronounce that? Mar Maria Agapova versus Shayna Dobson. Shayna Dobson is real good. Explosive. Oof, look at that. Heavy favorite. Since they're heavy favorite, I'm going to go with Agapolova. Because how much money do I get if I win? Look at that. Look at that payout. Let's see that payout. I'm going to scream right now. Look at that shit. Look at this shit. How much do you get for that? Decision. I bet hard. So I'm picking Maria Agapova by Yance Decision to beat. Shannon Dobson. All right, Mike Rodriguez. I've heard of that name, Mike Rodriguez. Let me just see. Uh, I'm going to go with Marcin Pracino by submission. Why am I picking everybody by submission today? I'm just really confident in submission games. I don't know. There's one more still. There's no point in picking it. Let's go with the... Brian Holland's out of his fight. Alright, there we go. So we made the official picks. And uh, I think that's it. That's all we're going to do for those. Um, anything else we got here on the show, like I said to say, it was going to be a lot shorter of an episode. Because we really kind of talked about a lot of stuff yesterday. And we did a lot of things yesterday too. So, um, Just hopefully everybody's uh, staying inside and uh, avoiding the crazy smoke out there, man. Looking out my window right now, it looks like it looks like a mixture between it being cloudy and smoky. It's very smoky though. I definitely it's like normal weather, but smoky. The sky's not even blue. You like literally look outside. It looks so fucking like yellowish, yellowish kind of. But um, yeah, you definitely go outside. It smells like a fucking live barbecue. So for sure, like, and not not really far from a lot of the places, a lot of the hot zones. To be honest with you, there's a lot of hot zones in places or in specific counties that aren't even nearly that far from here. Less than two hours, less than thirty minutes, and stuff like that. So I think everybody, should, everybody needs to be like a little, you know, stay inside, you know, you know, stay with their family. Obviously, wear a mask. Especially now is the time to wear a mask. Like I said, really wear a mask when you go out there because. You know, like, the, the, the smoke is very, very, very damaging to your lungs. It'll kill you slowly, but surely. Guaranteed slowly, but surely. So, um, I'd say stay safe. 
um, other than that, like I said, uh, there's really nothing else I'm going to be planning or, or doing. Um, probably one more podcast on Sunday morning um, to recap UFC, on Ve- UFC Vegas, Edgar versus uh, Munoz. And we'll talk about everything along the lines, pre, post, pre, post, whatever it is. And um, we'll, we'll continue to obviously keep the train rolling when it comes to the podcast and stuff like that. Because we don't want to take another 10 days off or anything like that. We don't put quality shows out every single week. And I actually, um, I was asked by this other guy who had a, a podcast to a review for a review. He wanted me to review his show, and he would write a review for mine, and, you know, you're able to do that on iTunes and stuff like that. I don't know how that works, because I, I, I submitted the review. I just don't know if it's there, or it takes, like, a couple days to go in there or something like that to, to be posted, but uh, I did a review on that, and, you know, other than that, I'm really trying to get the, try to put push the show more, use the social media accounts more and stuff, so do me a favor, follow that, on, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, KWTKPod, um, as well as um, G the King Official on Instagram, GT King Official on Twitter, and then, yeah, so no, there's really nothing else I have planned for the weekend, I do have some, I do work on the side, so I mean, obviously, like I said, I enjoy the day that I had, and then, you know, I go and work nights, we work nights, folks, that's how you keep the bills going, that's how you keep things going in the pandemic, right, that's how everybody does it, but yeah, so other than that, and uh, just a quick update for everybody that didn't know, but I guess, so Uber and Lyft, you know, to continue what I was talking about yesterday, I guess they didn't, and didn't um, initiate the shutdown at midnight on Thursday, well, Friday, technically, Thursday night, Friday morning, t- whatever you want to say, but it's just a temporarily, you know, obviously for, until they're able to, like, uh, to resolve it, you know, like, I think it's like, it's like an ongoing case, but they still decided to resume ride sharing and stuff like that, so that's a good little, uh, positive scenario for, for you guys, but anyways, guys, that's all we got today, um, I hope you enjoyed the post show, um, <laughs> a lot of fun, um, yeah, so we'll be back on mon- on Sunday morning too for the post the the, the post show. Not, this isn't the post show, the pre show, excuse me. Um, but we'll be back for the post show on Sunday morning. This is Gabriel Hernandez signing off, guys. One more time, follow me on Twitter, G the King, G T King official on Twitter, G the King official on Instagram, and more. We'll be back sooner rather than later, folks. Bye, guys. Bye, folks. See you. Like, see you then. Stay safe. Don't do drugs. At least not the bad kind. All right. See you guys. Bye, folks.